0: Sci-fi melody.
1: So, Rage, in English, what's the first film we're reviewing? And what the...
0: Thomas, what's wrong
1: with... Oh
2: my god. Yeah, I know. Sorry about my appearance, guys. I'm I'm sure it's a bit shocking. Where on earth are you? And how did this happen? Well, what am I? I guess I'm kind of the next level of cosmic evolution. How? Well, that's another story.
1: Continue? Yeah,
0: we we got to know this one.
2: Well, okay. Long story short, to get ready for today's review of the 1986 film From Beyond, I decided to actually build a resonator. What? And why on earth did you do that? To kind of get into the spirit of the movie, you know?
0: And and that didn't seem, um, irresponsible? Based on what you saw in the movie?
2: No, oh, and I don't need to hear it from you two now. Us two? Yeah, my wife's been bugging me about this ever since she saw it. So much for till death do us part. You're getting divorced? Can you believe it? Over something as small as this? I mean, I thought things were- I thought looks weren't everything.
1: You know, I can't really blame her. Oh, come on guys, not you two again. Well, uh, you you do have that
0: creepy probe thing growing out of your forehead. Uh, I'll avoid the low-hanging fruit joke here. What?
2: My pineal gland? Hey, come on, it's kind of cool. It gives me predator vision.
1: I don't think that's a win.
0: Right, I mean, I mean, the rest of you is, um, uh, you know what? Is uh, what? Uh, uh, let's just, let, let's just review
2: the movie, okay? Yeah, good idea. Because you know what? With this new level of consciousness, I got a lot to say about this one.
1: I really don't know if you want to know.
0: hi Fi malady, symptom 260 from beyond. Just flip the flipping switch already.
2: Welcome back, stickies, to my personal favorite month of the year, horror month. And as we said in the intro, all this month is going to be Cthulhu based movies from H.P. Lovecraft. Um, And remember, I'm just going to. Vote
0: Cthulhu in 2024. 2024. He's not about bipartisanship. He's just going to eat the Democrats and the Republicans.
1: He's going to consume you. Consume Um, everyone equally. Exactly. And consumption is good. It
0: powers growth.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I think I'm going to lay this out there right now, just to be honest. This month will be disturbing. Disturbing uh if today's selection is not proof of that well you're in for a lot okay it's kind of like event horizon but a little bit more so let's just hit the ground running with the 1986 film from beyond now a few things before we get started with anything one i remember when as a kid my neighbor the teenagers had a the poster to this film in his bedroom and Why? he also con- big horror junkie okay and he also convinced my brother and i that he had freddy krueger living in his cupboard and uh and you believed him well we were like four or five so yeah and uh he told us that the from beyond guy came out of his closet and they had to kill him. So, yeah, I—that's my first introduction to this film. We called it the From Beyond guy because we didn't have another name for him. And yeah, so and okay, interesting, then. yeah, an interesting thing from Scott. Scott, right before this film, right before we hit record, you were telling me something—a little conversation you had with your wife with Sarah. Let the sickies know what was what the oh, what I, I, I basically
0: about? said, I said, you know, hey, when uh, I said, after the Browns game, we have to watch this movie from beyond. I, I, I know nothing about it, I have no idea whatsoever anything about this film, so I'm not responsible for whatever comes on. And she goes, ah, All of these movies you review for the sci fi show have nudity in it,
2: no, they do not. <laughs> um, I was about to say, Starship Trooper. Uh, X-Files really? X-Files 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 we're okay with X-Files not a movie so well, uh, I,
1: I'm just going to say um, this is horror month and somehow horror month always turns into wow no
2: the first one
0: and she showed me her movies, and I like them
1: too
2: yes you know, let's just move on. <laughs> let's just move it's on. Another
0: podcast the Rage Master wants to do, and it's not sci-fi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's look, I'm telling you, sickies. These things all happen accidentally, okay?
1: skinamax Melody returns. So,
2: so. You know, I'm
1: just going to say this, Mark. There's only so many times that accident can happen.
2: It, 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 I can assure you, these are all accidents. I'm just really bad at At this, least in okay? this film,
0: at least in this film, no one is asking to be choked with
2: the dead cat. <laughs> uh, uh, I forget where that's from, but I think that was uh, her. <laughs> oh, well. And see, it, but but you know what? That was the worst part. And, and don't forget.
1: Yeah, and also there was the movie that shall not be named
2: nope 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 we're not going there nope 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 nope, uh-huh. nope 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 let's let's get to from beyond so um uh-huh. from beyond is based off of a lovecraft short story which was only about six or seven pages i believe uh the sh- let me go over the plot to the movie and then i'll compare it to the short story but spoiler they're not the same they're vaguely the same so it's basically about a guy named dr edward pretorius who has been developing a resonator in his mansion at 666 benevolent street yes you heard me and the resonator allows them it it sends out frequencies that allow people to see all of sorts of interdimensional beings that are floating around us but without that frequency we can't see them and uh with it uh, Dr. Pretorius' uh, assistant, Crawford Tillingest, turns it on, finds these creatures, tells Pretorius. Pretorius flips the machine on and disappears, and Crawford goes nuts. Later on, he's picked up by the police and taken to a sanitarium near Miskato- Miskatonic Hospital. Uh, for those of you that don't get it, Miskatonic University is the university that H.P. Lovecraft always talks about. So, uh, anyway, so while in uh, the psych ward, Crawford is met by the poli- by Dr. Catherine McMichaels, who is sent by the police to investigate what happened. And sh- her and a guy named Bubba that's his name, well that's his nickname but that's the one you're going to remember decide to go back to the mansion to investigate, they flip on the resonator and meet Dr. Pretorius who's um, turning into a very disturbing creature and somehow, long story short instead of just flipping the switch and blowing the thing up and forgetting they ever saw it Dr. McMichaels decides they need to keep turning the machine on and seeing Dr. Pretorius who's getting more hideous by the minute and who's opening their consciousness with the pineal gland. And eventually it turns Dr. McMichaels into a, um, Oh, by the way, Dr. Pretorius is really into BDSM and she gets that way too. And in the long run, Bubba gets killed. Dr. Pretorius, uh, they finally decide to blow up the machine and the way they do it is uh, Crawford jumps inside Dr. Pretorius, they get into a disgusting, ooze filled fight over control of a body, Dr. McMichaels blows up the machine, and it ends with her laughing about it in hysterically because she's no doubt insane now. Her whole point in investigating this, by the way, is the supposition that the pineal gland causes schizophrenia and she could learn how to cure it with the resonator. And she just gets addicted to it like a junkie. The short story, on the other hand, is just about the author. Crawford Tillingist is in it. He's the one conducting experiments. There is no Pretorius. And in it, uh, the resonator does indeed bring in creatures from other dimensions, which they said if you ever had a dog or cat suddenly look up in a direction, that's because the dog or cat can see the creature and we can't. I was like, well, oh, that's clever because my cat sees stuff all the time. We'll just suddenly oh, look at a corner. Oh, you know, it's a on. cat. It's a cat. But, you know, we always like to joke and say it's a ghost. But now I know it's not a ghost. It's I'm not saying it's Cthulhu, but Cthulhu. <laughs> and so in it, basically, Crawford loses all his his uh servants go missing when they turn a light on. And the author goes into the mansion and finds Crawford turning into a terrible sunken junkie of a creature not nearly as bad as the film and the short story ends with uh, the author shooting the machine and Crawford dying from the experience it was much shorter and far less gruesome but more or less they got it right so they, they got the basics of the story down um fun facts you know before we go into this um The leather dominatrix outfit worn by the actress, Barbara Crampton. Yeah, she sold that at a yard sale. Oh! Interesting yard yard sale. Yeah, I I know, right? It's like, so, I mean, A, they let you keep that. And B, you put that out in a yard sale without thinking about it? (laughs) Also...
0: That's not something I want to buy secondhand.
2: <laughs> I, I, Certain I, things wow. I don't want to buy used. <laughs> yeah, and that's not one of them, no. Um, well, there's another fun fact with her. Um, she, Barbara Crampton has been in a number of interesting scenes, let's put it that way. And when she made this film... She said in an interview that her 13-year-old daughter and 14-year-old son had seen this film and her other earlier films. Crampton said, no, but my son's friends have all seen my stuff on the internet and they're like, dude, your mom's naked and in black leather. And my son's like, mom, you should have told me before my friends saw it. And I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry, okay? So then I showed my son everything. Well, uh, no. Uh, no. Yeah, no. I don't see why this would make it better if if anything if i were the son i'd be like no 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 no, no. i do not need to. you could just tell me that's bad enough um but yeah so in other words she's had other scenes and um apparently her son's friends all saw them
1: poor kid
2: yeah i know right that's I'm not trying to derail here.
1: Nope.
0: Nope. Not my mom. It's it's not my mom. I don't mean like not my mom. It's just someone who has a similar name to my mom.
2: If you ever just, uh, you got to feel bad for kids of adult stars because they're not going to live it down. They're just not. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Dr. Pretorius is actually... For those of you that saw *The Bride of Frankenstein*, the original one with Colin—what? Um, uh, oh, suddenly I'm free. Colin Clive as Dr. Henry Frankenstein. The Universal movie. Uh, Dr. Edward Pretorius was Henry Frankenstein's mentor, who appears in *Bride of Frankenstein*. They took the name as an homage, I guess. I thought, you know, I noticed it. Why not? Um. Allegedly, there's an opening scene in which Dr. Pretorius, the BDSM doctor, hammers a nail through an unwilling female's tongue. They cut that out. Uh, uh, thank God. Yay? Along with a number of other scenes, because according to the director, Stuart Gordon, getting the R rating was really hard and they had to trim down some scenes.
0: I can't luckily,
2: imagine why. Yeah, Luckily, they were able to keep the scene. They just had to tweak it. So that's one of those things like, much like Event Horizon, wow, there was worse.
0: Yeah, I don't want to know what this movie, what conceptually this movie was from the writer at first.
2: Well, well, and you know what kills me about this? If H.P. Lovecraft had seen it, he would have been mortified. Now, of course, that's because he's from a different era. And he was a wasp in New England. But also just the fact that there is nothing... H.P. Lovecraft, it's confirmed... Well, okay. Most likely confirmed that he was asexual. And for those of you that are wondering what that means, it means he just had no drive. At all. That has nothing to do with gender or anything. He just didn't really like sex. It actually cost him a marriage. And um, so his works are not don't even get near sex okay so to have this show up in stories that he would have written he would have been horrified I-, I mean that he would have been horrified that someone had something like bdsm in a story he wrote he'd think you've completely ruined it and he's so, not wrong well sure i mean what why why would you add that to it? line I why, because it's the 80s, and that's what they did. Uh, the resonator sound effects were later sampled in the song Intergalactic by Beastie Boys at the very beginning where the flying saucer is going. I thought I caught that.
0: I knew I recognized that from somewhere.
2: Oh, and the elevator scene, or the electric doors opening in the asylum? What did that sound like, Scott?
0: You know, I know I'm supposed to realize that, but I, I missed that.
2: Here's your Star Trek reference it sounded like the star Tr- the doors opening in TOS
0: it is not it is a Star Trek reference but it is not the Star Trek reference of this movie
2: what is the Star Trek reference
0: did you um, recognize um, no no doctor oh I can't remember his name right now um dr Crawford Tillinghest from anything mark. Um... Thomas, did you? No. No. Mark, go to Star Trek Enterprise and put blue skin on him and two protruding antennas. Do you recognize him now? He was Shran? He was not only Commander Shran. He played um, a character named Krem on um, Enterprise. He played Pink in Voyager, which is a one-off guest character in the episode that Rock (coughs) is in. I know because I can't pronounce that episode, but it's like Toonstikante or something. In Deep Space Nine, he played Liquidator Brunt, who was part of the Ferengi arc with Quark. He also played Weyun. who is the Dominion's... Wow. Yes, he played 33 episodes on Deep Space Nine as Brunt or as Weyun and one uh, one off episode as Tiron.
2: So he was in a lot of Star Trek.
0: He did a ton of Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise, and most recently, he did an episode of Star Trek: Lower Decks as Agamas, the evil computer. Wow, I mean Jeffrey okay. Combs. I I looked it up like five five minutes into the movie when he's talking. He's like, "There's it always ended in screaming," and at that moment, I'm like, "I know that voice," and it, I I looked at it again. I'm like. I, I close my eyes. Like I know that voice, and it's like, oh, it's Wayun and Tran and Brunt, and the guy in Tunska Conte opposite the Rock.
2: <laughs> okay, There's, that's an interesting fun fact. I got three more related to where it was filmed, and then we'll move on. Um, so the film was made in Italy because it's cost two point five million dollars instead of fifteen that it would have cost to be in North America. Uh, while filming it turns out the studio was once uh, owned by oh I suddenly forget the guy's name um, he was a producer on Conan the very first Conan movie with um, I thought you meant Conan O'Brien <laughs> no Conan the, the Barbarian you <laughs> know De Laurentiis that's the guy he owned that studio then had to sell it off and as part of leaving he took the heating equipment so the stages were all freezing and to avoid the cold air breath you know where you breathe out and you see steam actors had to put ice cubes in their mouth <laughs> okay you okay. know De, Laurenti- De Laurentiis took the heating units out to save money to get money out of losing his studio sounds uh, kind of like um, the sniper trick
1: but that's his,
2: yeah his you know he had a lot of, you know, after, other than Conan, Dino De Laurentiis had a lot of strange, Conan was the height of his, the zenith of his producing career. Um, and, and the final fun fact, again, concerning the uh, studio, an Italian workman was hammering during the filming of one scene, so the direct, director, Stuart Gordon, told him, hey, stop the hammering. The man replied in broken English, Fellini always lets me hammer. Gordon replied back, well, I'm not Fellini, to which the guy said, that's for sure. (laughs) Okay. So, don't know who Fellini is, but apparently Fellini lets his workers hammer during filming. Uh, I can only imagine those movies suck.
0: Um, (laughs) The first thing you said about taking the heating elements reminded me of something at a job when I was uh, working for another uh, big, massive company uh, in downtown Cleveland. Uh, We worked in an office above the Tower City Mall complex in Cleveland. Well, Mm -hmm. one of the um, restaurants was getting evicted and didn't want to be evicted. It uh, It was a chicken restaurant. And since they didn't want to be evicted and Tower City would not work out an extension or anything with them, before July 4th weekend, when the mall <laughs> was going to be shut down, the food court was going to be shut down, and no one was going to be there, on the last day that they left on a Friday, uh, they unplugged their deep freezer full of chicken. We oh, came, we came oh. back to work on Tuesday, and this was in the food court in Tower City and in a building connected to Tower City. Four floors up, we were just smelling rancid chicken. We all went and bought uh, air fresheners. They wouldn't let us go home. They made us work in an office that was smelling of rancid chicken. Uh,
2: just, uh, <coughs> I'm People just I know
0: who me. work there, who I still talk to, we will still talk about the rancid chicken day. I mean, that is a great way to get even with the proprietor as you leave. Because <laughs> it took but a while still, to get that smell out.
2: I mean, but but you're really hurting other people in the process. Oh, of course. They didn't care. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's move on to rips and picks. Jeez. Um, you know, this is a rip. At the beginning, after the resonator blows up or, you know, a monster comes and bites the head off Dr. Edward Pretorius... Crawford runs out screaming and the police arrest him on the grounds of plot. That's it. I mean, it's it's not like they were trying to t- nope, plot. Plot says the cops have to arrest him without saying a word, so therefore he's arrested. Um, it's like they didn't. And now I know what you're going to say. They do that all the time. But this really doesn't make sense. He runs out screaming and instead of assessing the situation, they just manhandle him over the hood of a car and cuff him. Um, okay. Guess we need him in the asylum. Yeah,
0: that was a that was a badly <clears throat> poorly directed scene because basically they do just they do just arrest a man screaming for help because apparently there's a crime to come running out of a house screaming for help.
2: Yeah. Um, and the. I just got to get these few out of the way, and then I'll stop. And um, so they set up a bomb to blow it up, but of course they're going to wait to blow it up and set a timer because you know there's always got to be a timer.
0: Yeah, I got to get out of there um, to go back to the uh, asylum to get my electroshock therapy.
2: Ah, uh, that's true. Um, also, everyone's a moron. This whole time that. Um, Dr. Pretorius in his weird spider disgusting form, which is a rip into itself. We get into nobody flips the switch. The switch is right next to them. Just flip the switch. He'll go away. In fact, the one scene where he's about to flip the switch, wait. And Crawford waits. Uh, No, just that. That's why that's where the title of this episode comes from. Just flip the flipping switch already. You guys are standing right next to the switch and he shows up and smiles at you weirdly and you guys are just like Noooo. Flip the flip and switch, you moron. Um Yeah, that's that was probably my biggest rip right there. Just flip the flip and switch already.
0: Yeah. My my rips start with the fact that um This is one of those movies that I get to use my favorite non-word that's created um, by me. All of this movie relies on multiple idiot premises. Um, The first one here is that after uh, Crawford accidentally gets the resonator working and then shuts it off after the thing bites him in the face, he goes downstairs and wakes up Dr. Pretorius and tells him it works. Not, it works, and alien monster beings fly through and bit me in the face. It works. Yeah. And and they're, they're turning it on, and instead of warning him as to what's going to happen, he's just like, yep, maybe it won't happen again this time. Maybe the monster being that bit me in the face isn't on its way. The second idiot premise to this is that the police are going to take a man that they believe has beheaded another person... And release him to the care of psychologist.
2: (laughs) To go back to the scene of the crime.
0: To determine if he's mentally sane enough to stand trial. Excuse me, but recreating the experiment has nothing to do with determining his mental sanity.
2: Oh, no, it does, Scott. It does. Um, You see, it's based on the Supreme Court case of sense versus plot. Ah, and Plot won that case.
0: Now, so. it would have made far more sense if instead of having her determine his mental sanity to stand trial, she go, well, oh, man, he's completely crazy anyway. I mean, I know they sent uh, the detective uh, to, to assist, but basically they let him walk out remanded to her custody after they think he beheaded his research partner. It would have made far more sense if a scientist had said, okay, I need him under heavy police custody to recreate the experiment. But no, we're going to recreate the experiment with one cop watching him. Uh, multiple. just And then it's even on a third idiot premise is that after this thing gets re... They recreate the experiment and something even worse happens. They keep turning the thing on.
2: Multiple well, times. Right. That one I'm going to let... I wouldn't call it a pick, but I'm going to let it slide on the basis of what they called it. Bubba even told Dr. McMichaels, I know what this is. It's the same thing I've seen on the streets. You're a junkie. Because whatever happened, the machine, like, enhances your pineal gland and makes you more... You know, you get a high off of it. So... That one is like, all right, it is kind of weak, but I'll go with it. But what doesn't make sense is why Crawford, who isn't feeling the adrenaline rush or whatever it is, standing next to the switch knowing I've got to turn it off, and he doesn't because plot says so.
0: Hey, at least in the last scene, they finally give the thing plot shields.
2: What was the plot shield in the last scene? It, it starts zapping their hands when they reach for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They remembered they have to do that. I wonder if the script writer was looking at it going, you know, at some point we just can't keep having them grab the latch and then give up because someone says don't. <laughs> because the weird spider disgusting creature says don't.
1: No. Yeah, it... Again, it's weird. This is a, as most things are in films, contrived.
2: But yeah. it, it's also like a Cronenburger story.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: uh, you know what? I'll give it a pick for the the disgusting special effects. Uh, oh, yeah. And, well, even though they're cheesy by today's standards. i um, probably cheesy by 1986's standards, honestly. Uh, a lot of work went into those special effects, and there is something. Yes, it is a horror movie, and the grotesqueness of it, and and for those being practical effects, um, I give that a pick. I, I think there was a lot of work that went into the makeup art in in creating Pretorius, and and yes. even what they did with Crawford as as the movie goes on. So I have to make that a pick. You have to respect the craft. Unfortunately, um. It it's it's buried in um this old day crap. Well, that's a great uh, another adjective, Scott, but it's it's buried <laughs> within this terrible movie.
2: You know, and okay, this is a rip and a pick. Rip, they showed what they're looking, how they what they're seeing, the predator vision. Which I guess if you combine that with whatever high feeling they have, it's good. But the the rip is this thing is disgusting to look at this pineal gland coming out of the forehead is disgusting especially when da- when they're using it to eat brains he like eats your brain through your eye or something and then Dr. McMichaels bites the pineal gland off, it's like no ew! Ew! ew. was that? Ew! I mean I guess it made sense in desperation but ew! Uh, most of this
0: is. Ugh. Uh, I I got another rip at the end. Okay, so they they bring back uh Doctor what's her name, uh Girl Wonder. Notorious. No, oh. no, no, Girl Wonder. They bring her back to the to the original mental hospital, right? And the yeah. other the other yeah. doctor who, for some reason, is constantly wearing a hairnet even when she's not in surgery. Um, yeah, Doctor Hairnet, out of sheer vindictiveness. Now that she's in her custody, sends her over to electroshock therapy. And the nurse even says, we don't do that anymore. And she's like, the nurses are told, the nurses do what you're told. Get her to electroshock therapy.
2: Uh, And then the person administering it looks like he's about to enjoy it.
0: she She has criticized Girl Wonder for her methods and for causing pain. And now, out of sheer vindictiveness, she's going to sentence her to rounds and rounds and rounds of electroshock therapy. Um, everyone in this film needs examined, especially the scientist, Doctor Pretorius, yeah. is running a god knows what debauchery experiment with purple tuning forks and a resonator. Um, Crawford, for some reason, is following him like he's um, like a like um, like a devoted son. And you've got the one scientist, uh, uh, Dr. Girl Wonder, who, who simply doesn't even care what harm comes as long as she's testing and advancing science and trying to find a cure for schizophrenia. She doesn't care about anything. And then the yeah. other doctor is going to just uh, electroshock her because she doesn't like her methods and out of, you know, just payback. And then you've got a police chief detective who first is stupid enough to to release a man who he thinks beheaded someone to a psychologist to i don't know she's a psychologist to determine his mental state and then after that fails just says all right your turn with the doctor lady and him and go ahead and clearly she's going to be vindictive clearly you should send her to any place other than this because you know what just do what you want to do with her i don't care Get her out of my hair because she's made my life tough and I've got paperwork coming. It doesn't matter that the officer's dead, any of it. He's just mad because, like, all of these people are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 no one in this thing does their job well. No
2: one. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I guess that's the nature of horror, but, jeez, there's not even, like, someone likable enough that you could relate to. I mean, for a minute, they're trying to put over Crawford on that moment, but then he gets weird, and I guess he would be the hero of this, I guess.
0: And then, and then all right, so Crawford has uh, chained up Dr. What's-Her-Name, mm-hmm. and for some reason, once the resonator's on, now there's good floaty amoeba resonator things which free her so that she doesn't die?
2: You know, yeah, that's a definite rip. Like, they just come in and she moves the chain and they eat it off. They eat the shackles off of her because...
0: Plot.
2: Shane is tasty.
0: And then the flashlight seems to be sweeping the, I can only say, fire ant piranha off of uh, Crawford and Dr. What's-Her-Face.
2: I guess the flashlight is supposed to be like a counter resonator. I don't know.
0: But then when it drops and it lands on on Bubba's face, um, they swarm him instead of going away from him. And he realizes he just needs to get either in or out of that light and just stands there.
2: Again, plot says so.
0: He's been competent for the entire film. Now it's time for him to be a moron. Because we need him to die. Yes. Plot says you die, so you die
1: yeah a lot of this is like what on earth is going on here so
2: well yeah definitely I mean just Edward Pretorius when he comes from from beyond I it you kind of wonder what they were doing when they were making this monster makeup now I understand they had to replace him the first person because they didn't want to mold the fate the actor's face, into that. But still, it's like I I get that you want the guy to be looking deranged, but this isn't deranged. This is just disturbing, weird. I guess. Which really, uh, I
1: mean, yeah, it's weird.
2: Unless unless you guys really have any more rips or picks, that brings us. I can lead into our next, our big question for the day, but any more rips and picks before I do that?
0: Uh, yeah, rip all the unnecessary, um, all of the unnecessary rated X stuff that's in this because none of it's necessary. I mean, literally it's all there gratuitously and does not a thing to advance the plot of the story.
2: True. Very true. And that well, that Well,
1: I mean, there. there's uh, totally. Uh, I, I can't even try.
0: I also rip Rotten Tomatoes reviewers for having this thing with a 78% approval rating.
2: Okay, that I did not see. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Say <clears throat> approval on. rating. This is why you shouldn't listen to film critics online. They don't know anything anyway. Because, as you pointed out, Scott, with the nudity, it's like. I found myself skipping it. Yeah, because it it's adds like, nothing at what's all. What's the point of this? Yep. What's the point of this? What's where are we going with this? I mean, um,
0: when I was when I was 12, I might have thought it had a point and, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah but for that's, a good that's film. The, that's the problem with when you get a horror director like this, it's almost like okay, make sure there's boobs. But is it doing anything with the story enhancing it yeah boobs enhance everything okay i'm dealing with a 12 year old here pretty much so yeah which goes to the next point Uh, the big question for the day what's with the gore like like just does that make for horror now this is coming from the halloween guy that loves to make scary stuff and do monster makeup sure but in a movie like this, does the is the gore really necessary? What do you guys think? Um In a in a
0: Lovecraftian horror style film, um uh, Short answer, yes. Um Gore has always been something that works well in a horror film. Uh, more so in a slasher film, but the gore doesn't. I mean, you can do horror effectively without it. It's just what are you trying to do? Uh, Phantasm, that whole series had some really gory moments. Nightmare on Elm Street had a lot of gore. Um, but it depends. Is there a story behind it? Is there a is there is there a storytelling aspect to it, or are you just? Um, all right. Let me say it like this. You can eat a chip with a little bit of dip. Or you can eat dip with a tiny bit of chip. Okay. And, and if the if you're, you know, having some gore with your horror, then it's then it's a good sauce for the film. If you're okay. adding a sprinkling of horror to your gore, then you've got a bad movie.
2: Okay. All right, Thomas. Uh,
1: okay, this is tricky because I think that how do I say this? It it adds something. It adds a discomfort, almost. It adds a semi-shock, and in a horror film. Things are supposed to be shocking. Things are supposed to be disturbing. So, it can add something. Do I want it? No. But, it does add to the discomfort, if nothing else.
0: Can I say by gore, or we're we're talking about the pineal gland rupturing through the that head
2: and and the, the whole the translation of Doctor
0: Pretorius? Correct. Yes,
2: that's what we're going for. That's what I'm getting. At. All right,
0: we're, we're not talking about weird scenes with
2: with bondage and devices. No, no, no. I don't mean that. That's that's another one. Why would you have that? Yeah. Well, it's I, not enhancing I yeah anything. Gore well, I, again can I, I enhance. Think-
0: What's going on in a horror story? And make it scarier. We add shock value to it. You know, um, I mean, even even you look at films like like uh, the Chucky series. They're very gory. Yeah, I'm thinking of Chucky too. Um, specifically, you know, I mean, in that scene in the factory when they kill Chucky and acid is spitting everywhere and his head explodes or he falls through the fan. I mean a lot of gore in those movies it goes hand in hand with horror films
1: especially slasher yeah. films because it adds shock value Yeah. again I think sex helps in certain ways gore helps in a certain way it, it's there if it's done right it can be good if it's done wrong it just sucks
2: well, I think a lot of these directors too just want to be edgy, and this is a way to do it, especially at a time when there was a lot more um, conservative flair, let's say. And this was a way to put a middle finger to that. By today's standards, this is pretty tame. Um, well, I mean, BDSM is okay, maybe not, but but the. I just don't get personally why because again, HP Lovecraft would be horrified because he's granted the man had his own um, prejudices and proclivities which were not to be emulated but he definitely never angled this way in his writing and would have been horrified to see it so yeah, I, I therefore guess. are we really helping the story?
0: I mean, you're not, and that's that's the real getting close to moving into rating it here, but there's there's two different films going on and and one of them is done horribly, and one of them is done
1: badly Good way of putting it yes yeah. uh, i it can be done right, this is not done right
2: no, no, it's, this is tacky. It's you're, yeah it's tacky it's cheesy it's sometimes boring and the rest of the time is just making you going what am i what is this we're which not, i guess that what's that
0: i said we're not really putting any work into a villain here in dr pretorius we're just gonna make no. him the villain because he's ugly and gory and so if you put work into this I, villain who turns out to be ugly and hideous then it just adds some shock factor and some fear factor
2: um well he's just a guy that w- is really sensual and wants to feel more with the pineal gland and once he gets it he becomes more debauched. Okay, the end. I'll
0: kind of say it like this in in another way. It's like you can you can write your villain to so that the audience knows they're a villain uh by their mannerisms, their motivations, their personality and their actions. Or, you can just give him an old-school mustache and have him
2: twirl it. Yeah. Oh, he's the bad yeah. guy. But this one's obvious. I mean... Yeah. Yeah.
0: You didn't develop your... I mean, it's, it's a horror movie, and you didn't develop your big bad to make it scary for any reason whatsoever, other than it looks hideous.
2: Yeah. Well... And that brings us to the rating. How many pineal glands do I want to give this? I'm going to give this three or four. Um, It's got a few perks in that it was a good story. Um, It did come from and inspire other kind of um, cosmic level threats. And it does talk, it does, and I don't know if this was deliberate, but it does touch upon, you know, addiction as being horrific unto itself. But that's not enough to save it from the unnecessary, the unnecessary BDSM thing, the over-the-top weird gore, which didn't make turn me off, but made me just go, why, what's the point? And the sheer stupidity of all the people in it, especially Crawford, who just flipped the flip and switch already.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a 2.75. Um, it, it's a bad movie to begin with. As I said before, it's based on multiple idiot premises. Um, or I mean, nothing in this film works if people aren't acting stupid at every step of the way or incompetent at every step of the way. Um, then you add in, you know, there's two films going on here. There's a bad monster horror film. Where you're not developing the evolution of humanity or the alien or whatever Dr. Pretorius is from the from the shadow realm that you can only see with a resonator for reasons. Um, you're not developing that. And it's just badly done. And even the, the kill at the end is badly done. Because... Uh, they blow up the resonator Did they Did they kill them because they were in this world when it happened Or are they just alive in the other world still It doesn't matter because they can't get back here now They've been phased out of existence But even the ending is bad um, There's not a lot redeeming here Some of the acting by Jeffrey Combs is done very very well But um, there's there's not much to redeem this film And And so you have a horror film that is just A monster horror film that is just done badly and then you have um, a Cinemax Softcore that is just grafted onto this for no reason whatsoever. Doesn't doesn't make sense with the work. Doesn't make sense with where things are going. You could have told this entire story without it. Um, and for that reason, artistically, it makes it worse. And then. I'm going to subtract even more points and take my 2.75 down to a 2 because it completely destroys an HP Lovecraft story. And the only bit of good that is actually in this was taken from the HP Lovecraft story. But what you did was you just spit on it and stomped on it and tore it to pieces. So you took something that could have been good uh, from a skilled writer and turned it into a masterclass of how to produce... um, A flaming pile of vomit. So I'll give it a two.
2: Man, you just knocked me down to a three. But I did say three or four. Yeah.
1: Um. I. I will give this. three also. Going to give it a 3. It's not great. But it does have disturbing aspects. It does have something to
2: think about. Yeah, I mean there's stuff like you said. Yeah, there is stuff you can look at and you see there's something there that could be used, but it's so poorly implemented that you just kind of miss the point so yeah that's a good point so well sickies uh with that in mind you can check this movie out but obviously it's not getting our ringing endorsement i've always wanted to see it i've seen it and i can say thank you i'm done (laughs) i can check that off my list but of course you can always check it out and feel free to comment on what you think on our raving lunatic media discord page you could also go there and spotify to check out zodiac task force and later this month the caseatorium is coming back hopefully with uh case of the chills episode about a haunted elevator which will be less gory and sexual than what happened here, I guess. And But you can also tell us what you think on our website at
0: www. Exploding Forehead Tentacle raving Ooh! RavingLunaticMedia.com 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 RageMaster. What's left for them to do?
2: Glog Sloth Glog, sickies. That
0: stay sick, sickies.